Welcome back, everybody, to a new season of the Blow Lines podcast. It's your boy, Jimmy Shea, riding solo again here. Didn't really have time to get a guest on here. It was kind of last minute. I was trying to, well, as last minute as, last minute as it can be, strictly because, well, uh, it's Thursday and the games start today. Um, kind of lost track of time down here. You know, different state, different state of mind is what some would say. Uh, but I did have time to make some picks today for you guys. Uh, we're going to go a couple win totals. I think I picked out 13, yeah, 13 win totals, uh, three different divisions, and I'm going to go over my award winners uh, going into it. I'll give you a pick for the Super Bowl. And other than that, that'll be the show for that. Um, so, again, riding solo again today. I'm going to try to get a guest on for us for week two. Uh, again, no promises. But definitely at some point in the season, we're going to be getting some uh, guests in here. I just don't want them to be sports fans. I want them to be actual, have an idea on how lines work, just to make the podcast, you know, again, more of a gambling podcast than a sports analysis. Uh, the whole idea of this podcast is to an, to analyze sports from a gambler's point of mind. That being said, um, let's start with... You know, let's start with some win totals, and then we'll go win totals. We'll go divisions. We'll give out picks for week one, and then I'll give my uh, Academy Award winners. I guess you could say MVP. What am I gonna give? I'm giving MVP. I'm gonna give a Rookie of the Year for offense, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, and uh, Comeback Player of the Year. I guess. Um, yep. We are. Without further ado, let's go over some win totals. So, again, I, I selected a couple of them just because there's some that I don't even like off the board. But we're going to start with the AFC East. and the We're going to start with the Buffalo Bills. Everybody on their uh, – Vegas is licking their chops. Everybody is in love with the team of Buffalo. They went to the playoffs last year. They uh, almost beat the Texans. And I say almost because they should have beat the Texans. But as all of you guys know, I cannot stand their quarterback. I think Josh Allen is the biggest bum of bums. Someone say he's the Bill O'Brien of the quarterback position. He just does not really. He move, he doesn't move the needle for me. He moves the needle for the league and for the fans of Buffalo and I guess the people who are afraid of Buffalo in the AFC East. He doesn't do it for me. And they went out there. They traded an arm and a leg to get Stefan Diggs out of Minnesota. Guy wanted out of there. They still have Cole Beasley. They have John, uh, not John Ross. Uh, it's John Brown. Excuse me. Uh, they got Knox at the tight end position. Singletary looked good at the end of the year. And then the defense is their defense. They drafted uh, AJ Espinessa. He looks good. And then they had the coach of Doug McDermott up until that playoff game. I thought he was a very good coach. Well, when you get your ass handed to you by Bill O'Brien in a playoff game, <laughs> you get knocked off that pedal and pe- the, that uh, podium pedestal. That's the word I'm looking for. You get knocked off that pedestal and then some. You get just get knocked down so many steps. So their win total is at nine right now is what I see. I, I got it at nine yesterday. Um, I'm taking the under there, and I think that is one of my biggest locks. I think that this team is going to be horrendous this year. Um, again, when Vegas is high on a team, they don't do good. Vegas was high on two teams last year. It was Chicago and it was Cleveland. 
I ate the cheese on Cleveland last year. I did. As you guys know, it was my Cleveland Browns, and I rode and died with them, and I definitely died with them. So I'm not buying the cheese again this year. I did call Chicago to be awful last year, but I am going to take the under nine wins here. I think that Stefan Diggs is so, – all right, so Stefan Diggs is a great receiver when he's engaged and wants to play, and I just don't know if he wants to play in Buffalo. He, he said all the right things so far, but you're going to get a deep threat for probably the worst – deep throwing quarterback in the league that's like getting the nicest car that's a stick for someone who can only drive an automatic okay it doesn't make sense it doesn't fit the scheme of there there should be you know quick throws to the running backs but he doesn't really do that so i'm gonna take the under uh under nine there and again that's um i'm I, i'm if i so i'm, I'm doing this from a uh remote location so I don't really have our buzzers. We our studio is still closed over in Boston, so I don't know if I can get our little uh, sound effects and locked up. But um, that's gonna be a lock for me. Um, yeah, so lock it up, I guess. <laughs> um, the next uh, team we're gonna hit on the AFC East is the New England Patriots. Which, if you guys didn't hear, Tom Brady no longer a Patriot. I know we'd played a song about him uh, leaving on a jet plane, stuff like that on here. Uh, he is gone. He's going to Tampa Bay. Uh, seven of the uh, leading seven players opted out. They signed Cam Newton, a former MVP quarterback, um, to, I guess now, it looks like he's going to start over Jarrett Stidham. So it looks like week one is going to be Cam Newton. And they didn't really draft any offensive players. so they And they cut Muhammad Sanu, their trade uh, deadline acquisition, Again, last year they traded away uh, or they released Josh Gordon. They still have, you know, Julian Edelman. They didn't really solve the tight end position unless you believe in these uh, uh, rookie tight ends they drafted. They got uh, James White back there, uh, Sonny Michelle, Damian Harris is hurt. On the outside, you got, uh, God, probably uh, Nikhil Harry. And that's about it. They don't have many weapons there. In saying that, Bill Belichick is still an offensive, uh, a defensive mastermind, and they still have the best secondary in the league, and it's not even close. It's a passing league. They're going to start off slow. They got to play Kansas City early on. They got to play Houston early on. They got to play Baltimore early on. But I'm telling you right now, New England over nine is, I, I like it a lot. You're gonna get a plus money. I have it. I got a plus one thirty yesterday. That's when I started really looking at the lines yesterday. So that's why a lot of my lines are of yesterday, Wednesday, the uh, 9th of September. So, but I, I I'm taking New England over nine at plus money. I'll take it, and you know I'm gonna lock that one up as well. I love that. I love that pick. I love that pick. I love that pick. Now, mind you, it can you'll know within the first month. Oh uh, well. So the there's no preseason. There's no preseason this year. There's no preseason. So, Bill Belichick always says the first four weeks of the season are an extension of the preseason. Well, this year, it might actually be the preseason. I would not be surprised to see Jarrett Sidham take some reps, just to see what you have in that kid. After that, if they're 0-4, and they go 0-5, 0-6, I'm telling you right now, they are going to tank for Trevor Lawrence. And as a Patriots fan, I hate that. I do not like. I do not want that kid as the next quarterback of the new as of the New England Patriots. I just don't think he's that good. Cam Newton has some injury concerns. So does Julian Edelman. 
they all, I mean, there's injury concerns up and down this roster. In saying that, I still like the over nine wins. Um, we are going to go next to the AFC North, okay? And we're going to go to the champions of the AFC North of last year, the Baltimore um, Ravens. That win total is at 11. Uh, some places it's at 11.5. I got 11. It's heavily juiced. Um, I think this is one of the easiest bets on the board. I'm not going to lie. They have the easiest schedule, and they are a loaded team. They have a great offense, they have a great defense, and their kicker might be one of the best kickers in the league. So I think 11, I would tread lightly on the 11 and a half. I like. I think they're going to go uh, 11 and 5 is what I would say they're going to go. 11 and a half, you look at 12 and 4. You know, I think they get punched in the mouth by one of the teams in the division, whether it's Pittsburgh or Cleveland. Um, I think they're playing, they're playing Cleveland week one, so I would not... Um, Assume that that's going to happen, um, but we will talk about week one in a second. Um, so again, I, I like the over um, 11. The second team we're going to talk about in the AFC North is Cincinnati, another team people are really high on. Uh, uh, you have a head coach in Zach Taylor, and you have a new quarterback in Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick. Who lit up college football, and I I liked I liked Joe Burrow. I did, I liked him uh, his sophomore year. He's a is a senior. He put up all the numbers. There's just something about him. There's nothing really special about him. He throws a deep ball good. He moves good. He he hits guys that are open. He I mean, he doesn't really like. If you look at you know someone like. You know, Lamar Jackson. He's fast. He's athletic. You look at Patrick Mahomes. He's got a cannon. You you look at uh, Russ, Russ Wilson. He's got someone he can get out of, you know, he moves around the pocket like I've never seen before. He Joe Burrow doesn't do much of that. So, the, and, the, and again, the whole world is on uh, the over five and a half here. So, what do I do? I'm a contrarian. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go under five and a half here. I don't want to lock that one up as well. I think they're going to be horrible. I think they're going to be god-awful. I mean, if you just look at that division, you got Big Ben back in, back in the fold there. Now, I don't know how much how good he's going to be, but he looks to be bought in. You know, We'll see once he takes a couple hits if he's actually going to be bought in, but right now he looks to be bought in. Um, you got you still got Lamar Jackson, and you still got uh, that Ravens juggernaut of a team. And then <laughs> Cleveland. I'm not taking the cheese on him this year. I don't know if Odell makes it through the whole season there, but this is a make-or-break year for Baker Mayfield. He came on his rookie year; he was pretty good. Last year, god awful. If they and they geared up this year, they got they went out and got Austin Hooper, a phenomenal uh, pass-catching uh, tight end. He's probably he's probably, he's a top five probably tight end in the league for catching the ball, and they still got David Njoku. When healthy, I still like David Njoku. I think he's a he's a reliable option for Baker Mayfield. You got the two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt back there. And then you got all those picks on the defensive side and you got Miles Garrett coming back, all those guys. I think that that team is a scary team that can be a little bit of a um you know, a spoiler in some ways to some of the teams overs. So you're looking at Cincinnati again. We're still talking about Cincinnati here. Uh, they are definitely the fourth team. They have. To, they're looking at maybe a win in that division. 
They take it over Cleveland, maybe. Um, that that's a maybe. I just I don't trust that team. Joe Mixon's always hurt. You know, AJ Green is still hurt from last year. I don't know if he's even gonna play. They, I, I don't know. They. Uh, there's just something about that team that just screams under. So I'm going to do under five and a half. And I, as I said, lock that one up. Okay. Let us move to the one win total. I see in the AFC South and maybe I'm, I'm a sucker for taking it because I don't get it. And that's Houston over seven and a half or uh, at seven and a half. Okay. I like Houston a lot. I don't like their coach. He's an idiot. And I was a big, uh, Bill O'Brien fan when he was in New England, when he was in Penn State. When he got the job in Houston, I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing. Until the freaking trade, this guy is an idiot. I mean, you go out there, and not only do you trade DeAndre Hopkins, but you then you trade for a always banged up Brandon Cooks. I mean, I was going to take the under in this win total until I saw what Deshaun Watson said. And that's when he said that he's going to come out and ball this year. If Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson wants the ball, this is a this is a playoff team. This is probably a division winning team, and that is phenomenal odds because their division odds to win this uh, to win that division are. Uh, let me look it up real quick. They are uh, plus three fifty, and I think that's pretty nuts. I mean, they have some pretty good teams in that division. Uh, Tennessee, which I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to turn back into a pumpkin eventually because, well, that's what Ryan Tannehill is. He is uh, very uh, fluky, in my opinion. Um, this is a make-or-break year for Bill O'Brien. If he does not win, uh, does not make the playoffs this year, I think he's gone. He might be gone regardless after this year. I think they have to. The owner has to see that he's able to, um, you know, rebound after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. I just don't know if he's going to be able to do that. But the over seven and a half. I don't know, man. That's it's kind of a sucker's play to look at that. It's not the same team. You lose a lot of catches, and their receiving court is a team that is full of injury risks. I mean, you have, uh, as I said, Brandon Cooks. He's not played a full season in a lot in think two or three years now. Um, you have uh, Will Fuller always banged up. Cootie always banged up. Uh, I do like David Johnson. He is always an injury risk as well. But I think that him and Deshaun Watson are going to go off. My biggest gripe with Deshaun Watson over the last over the last couple of years, he's been too passive. He's kind of taking on the mindset of Bill O'Brien, willing to take you know the check down throw even when a man is open because he's afraid of overthrowing him. If he's going to ball out and actually look like he did in college for Clemson, this is a scary team, and I'm telling you, man, this team is good. Defensive, defensively, again, if they stay healthy, J.J. Watt, Whitney Merciless, that, that is a solid defensive team. They still need help on the outside with the, uh, with the cornerbacks, but I'm telling you, this team is good. This team has a potential to be very good if they stay healthy. Randall Cobb is there too. And Randall Cobb in the slot, I'm telling you, Randall Cobb in the slot is not bad. Even though he's got some tread in his tires, he looked good at times last year for uh, Dallas. He did. I'm really surprised he's not there again because of Mike McCarthy, but I'm telling you, him staying, him going to Houston is going to be a decent move. So I have them over 7.5. I played it. I'm not locking that one up at all, but... I definitely like that one. Uh, we're going to go to the AFC West here. I have one play in this division as well. Uh, you have Kansas City. Well, Kansas City is Kansas City. They're at 11.5. Um, 
I'm going to take the under there. This is not a play. This, I'm just going over the quick win totals here for a couple of the teams. Um, they're all at 7.5 besides Kansas City. Um, although it has not changed since uh, Von Miller tours or had some sort of injury on in his leg. It sounds like an ACL has not been reported yet here that I have seen. Um, but Kansas City's 11.5. Uh, it's the highest total in the league tied with Baltimore right now. Or uh, Baltimore's flush away between 11 and 11.5. And 11 if I if I'm picking Baltimore to go over, I have to pick uh, Kansas City to go under, and that's just because I think at the end of the year that division is so poor that I think that it's going to um, hurt, um, or they're going to start sitting players and going to hurt their win total. So I'm going to stay away from that. I'm going to say the under, but that's not a very confident under. I can see them going 12 and four pretty easily. But the team I want to talk about is. Chucky's Vegas Raiders. I absolutely love what this team did. Uh, I think that uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be probably the best running back in football this year. Uh, I dropped him in all my fantasy leagues because I think that he has a potential to have a huge breakout year. And I know we don't really talk fantasy on the show. I know that. But I'm telling you, this guy is going to be a stud this year. So if he's available in your fantasy league, I would run out and grab this guy. I'm not going to lie. Um, I like I mean, you got Derek Carr in the second year of a system. I don't know if him and Gruden are going to work out. I think that Derek Carr might be too soft um, of a personality for John Gruden. Uh, in saying that, they brought in the um, the corpse of Marcus Mariota, who lost his job to Ryan Tannehill of all uh, of all players. I like Marcus Mariota. I liked him in college. I wouldn't mind seeing him come here to New England. I like the way he plays when he's healthy. Problem is that he's kind of made some bad decisions. But he's a number two overall pick behind James Winston, which is kind of funny because both those guys are um, under, or both been, I guess now, uh, put in backup positions uh, only about four or five years after they've been drafted, which was supposed to be the high, uh, one of the highest uh, stocked up quarterbacks. Uh, drafts in a while, you know. It's funny how you look at you know that Aaron, uh, Aaron, um, Andrew Luck draft with RG three and Andrew Luck, and then a couple of years later you had Jameis and Marcus, and neither none of those uh, quarterbacks are starting. Only three of those quarterbacks are still in the league, and surprisingly, one of the one quarterback not in the league is Andrew Luck. But I like this team a lot. Again, if they can stay healthy, their defense is getting better. Darren Waller is a phenomenal underrated tight end. Yeah, Hunter Renfro out there. They just have so many weapons um, on offense. I really like this team a lot. I'm their win total is at seven and a half. I love the over here. I do. I don't. I would love to say I love them challenging for the division. I don't see that though. As long as Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes there, they have zero shot of doing going for that division. Now, Mahomes is, always, Mahomes is always an injury risk, even after the huge, huge contract, which I absolutely love. Pay your guys, especially when a, a guy is a generational talent like that. Pay that man. I have no problem with that. But I'm taking uh, I'm taking Oakland over 7.5. That's close to a lock for me. It's not. Um, I want to. I can't do it, though. Um, I have one more lock for my win totals. But I'm going to go over. Let's see. One, two... Three, four, five, six. I got seven left. All right, we're going to kind of pick this up because we're already at about 19 and a half minutes, and I still want to hit on some awards and the 
week one slate. So let's uh, kind of get this in a high gear. Let's go to – let's stay in the West, and we're going to go to the NFC West. We're going to go to the Rams. Um, the Rams I picked as a team to completely fall off the table last year, and I couldn't have been more right. That team was god-awful. They almost squeaked into the playoffs, which would have spoiled that take. But they missed it, and uh, I'm happy about that. Jared Goff is still a putrid bum. Um, they lost, or well, they let Todd Gurley walk for nothing. They released him. Um, Cooper Cup should be back. You have Robert Woods there. Uh, they lost uh, Brandon Cooks, or they dealt him away. They lost Corey Littleton. Uh, they still got the uh, two-headed monster of Everett and Higby at the tight end. So offensively, they're still pretty good, minus the quarterback. Defensively, they're not the same team. Up front, they're still phenomenal uh, with, you know, it just starts starts and ends with Aaron Donald. I mean, he's a force. So if he can, you know, be a, uh, a defensive player of the year candidate, you know, top two, win the award, they have a shot. But their win total is at six. I like the under here. Um, someone in that division, it's probably the... I want to say it's it's one of the top two divisions in all football right now, so it's very competitive. And I then they got to go through San Fran, who's I mean the defending NFC champ. They have uh, Seattle, which is a perennial contender, and then you have Arizona, which is young and up and coming, which we're going to talk about in half a second. So one of these teams or two of these teams are going to have to go under at least maybe three. Um, so I'm going to take the Rams just because I think out of all the teams, they are the worst team in that division, and I don't think it's really even close uh, to anyone coming uh, that far down as they are. So someone has to take the under there. I'm taking the Rams to be the under. The next team is we're going to talk about uh, the team that features old Dan Murray's uh, cousin, Kyler Murray, and that's uh, the Arizona Cardinals, and their win total is at 7.5. So let me just read you this wide receiving core. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You have Christian Kirk. You have Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Legend. And then Andy Isabella. In the backfield, you have um, someone by the name of Kenyon Drake. And you have an, uh, well, a Heisman-winning quarterback in Kyler Murray. Defensively, you have Chandler Jones. You have Patrick Peterson. This team is is deep on all levels. It is it's pretty freaking scary. And they're at seven and a half wins because of this tough division. I love the seven and a half. If you can find it at seven and a half, seven, eight, I'm telling you, man, hammer the seven and a half. Hammer it, man. This is probably one of the easier bets on the board. I want to lock it up, but I only have one more lock and I'm saving it for down the board a little more. And uh, I'm telling you, man, this team is going to be a stud of a team. This team is going to come out of nowhere. I'm, this is the team that was like the Rams of 2018. They came out of nowhere. You know, they kind of looked okay. And then all of a sudden, boom, they were a juggernaut. Or the Chiefs when Mahomes came, boom, came out of nowhere. I'm telling you, this team is going the Seahawks of 2013. You know, this is going to be led by the offense and not the defense. So it's going to be more like the Rams and more like the Chiefs. This team is going to be fun to watch. I mean, if you don't have fantasy players on this team, 
Uh, again, I'm, I don't know why I'm going back to fantasy. I should stop talking about fantasy if we're not going to talk about fantasy on this podcast. But if you, um, this is a team that if you can get, uh, you might want to buy the uh, you know Direct TV Game Pass or whatever they're calling it now on cable TV, just to watch these games because these games are going to be fun to watch. So again, over seven and a half there for Arizona, uh, Atlanta uh, seven and a half as well. They, I've never seen a defense defensive team get hit by the injury bug as much as Atlanta. That team got shredded uh, by the injury bug. Um, I I like what they I've liked what they did in the offseason. They brought in Todd Gurley. They brought him back to Georgia, where he was a stud of a running back. Um, you have Matt Ryan. You know, now three years off his MVP, uh, you know, World Tour, maybe, maybe four. But Matt Ryan, still a very good quarterback. You have Julio Jones still there. You have Calvin Ridley. You lost Hooper, but I don't think it's a huge loss because they didn't really fit in the system. Th- this team needs to perform for their coach. They they really rallied behind him last year. If they don't want him to get fired, they have to play him. Uh, they have to play for him. And there's no way that this team is going to be hit as hard in the injury front as they did last year. And even saying that, they were still in games late in the year, even with all those injuries. So that just says how deep they are in the defensively. They, they still have Grady Jarrett there. Um, they lost Vic Beasley, as I said. Um, this this team is good. And so for them being at 7.5, uh, I think is insane. It's because they're in the toughest division in football right now. And that's because of uh, New Orleans and Tampa Bay. And I guess if you really believe in Carolina, I don't. Um, we're going to talk about them in half a second as well. Um, so, seven and a half. I'm going over. Again, I really like this play. I really like this play. Um, again, over. Over seven and a half. I think it's pretty much an easy bet. Um, next game, next game, next team we're going to talk about game. Next team we're going to talk about is the Carolina Panthers. And that's with Teddy Two Gloves at the helm. This team just sucks, man. This team is god awful they might win one divisional game and that means you're going to talk about uh well let me the win total five and a half i gotta just keep saying the win total first and then i'll go into my analysis um the win total four uh five and a half this team is god awful awful dude oh man this team is just you think that miami was bad last year um i i just i don't believe in teddy's two gloves i mean people looked at what he did last year with um you know, filling for Drew Brees. He had Michael Thomas there to throw to. We had Alvin Kamara to throw to. He had Ted Ginn. Yeah, you know, all, you know, all well, Ted Ginn. You, I put Ted Ginn like he's like an elite. I I think Ted Ginn and DJ Moore are pretty similar. <laughs> Not like speed type receivers, but you know, skill wise at the wide receiver position. I don't know. I'm like he had Ted Ginn to throw to. Oh God. I mean, come on. I mean, he's good. He's not phenomenal. Um, but I, he just didn't take shots on field. He was too passive. And he didn't really run either. Like I, Bridgewater, when he was in Minnesota, he would take some shots on the field. He was running around. He just doesn't do that anymore. So the fact that he's a starting quarterback there, I have no faith in, in uh, Bridgewater. New head coach there. I didn't like the way Baylor played football last year with Rule as the head coach. I don't expect much from this team. I think the under 5.5 is the play here. Uh, a lot of people like uh, the over 5.5 there, but there has to be some unders in that division. They all can't go over. And I like it was either going to have to be Atlanta as the uh, under or Carolina because I think that uh, either Tampa Bay or New Orleans is going to go under. So one of those two teams has to go under, and I'm picking Carolina because I think that the talent on uh, Atlanta is 
much better, much, much, much better than it is in uh, it, uh, than it is in Carolina. All right, let's head uh, to the one play in the NFC North. Eh. Yeah, let's go north first. I got Detroit. Uh, their win total is at seven and a half. Man, the whole world's on them this year. Oh, they got a cornerback in the draft. They finally saw it. No, 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 no. This, I mean, the Bears are going to be back this year because they signed Nick Foles, even though they're starting Trubisky week one. I cannot believe they're starting Mitchell Trubisky week one. I'm stunned. I know you have to see what you have in the kid. I, You can't start. I'm sorry. You can't start this kid. Um, you have Montgomery back. You have Cohen. I'm telling you that this the, the Bears are gonna be back a little bit, so they're gonna be better. Not gonna be great, but they'll be better than they were last year. Uh, you have Minnesota, who if 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 Thielen is healthy, that's still a phenomenal team. And you look at the people they have on that defensive side in Kendricks and Daniel Hunter. Um, that, that team is stacked on the defensive side. Uh, Harrison uh, Smith uh, back there on the back end. Um, that that team is sacked. And then you have. Uh, Green Bay, which people are all over for not drafting a uh, wide receiver. I agree. You have to draft a wide receiver. You do. And one of the best wide receiver drafts, you got to feed your, pre, you know, your prima donna of a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. But they're still really good. They're still really good. Um, they're receiving core with Lazar. I like Lazar a lot this year. Uh, reports out of camp is that uh, Valley Scantling is looking phenomenal right now. Um, you still got uh, Dion. Uh, you still have De- uh, Devonte Adams. I don't know why I drew a blank on that one. I was looking like, what is his name? Is that Deontay? Devonte Adams. Um, that that team is just. I like them a lot, and as long as Aaron Rodgers, they have to be a threat to be a very good team. Even though I think he he's one of the most overrated quarterbacks. He does put up stats. He doesn't turn the ball over, and if he's willing to ball out. I like this player a lot. There's been a lot of lot of heat on him this whole offseason about, you know, is he being replaced, stuff like that. And if he's not going to finish his career in Green Bay, it's time for them to move on with Jordan Love. He's going to want to make him as, attractable, uh, as attractive as possible, much like Peyton Manning did and went, you know, won a Super Bowl somewhere else. That would be the biggest middle finger to the organization, something that Favre couldn't do. He tried. He came really close in Minnesota's first year, but he couldn't do. It'd be something that Roger would love to do, win a title somewhere else, and shove it down the throat of the Green Bay fans. So saying that, I went through the whole division, and now we're back to Detroit. They still don't really have... I mean, they just, all they're doing is they're signing former Patriots players, and that's what Matt Patricia's done. I... I want to say I like Matt Patricia. I've been he's one of his biggest defenders, um, probably since since he's gotten the head coach since he's gotten the head coaching job. I've probably probably been his biggest defender. But he signs Jamie Collins, who's been known when he needs a contract, he plays, and when he has a contract, he doesn't. So he signs this guy. Guess what? He has a contract. Don't like it. Uh, Jerron Harmon, they call him the closer, I guess, uh, when he was here in New England. He is one of the, some of the most useless interceptions. You know, you know, Hail Mary throws the ball, you know, he picks it off. Those are some of the most useless interceptions. Um, Danny Amendola, I love you, Danny, but how much do you really have left in the tank? I do like uh, Marvin Jones, very good uh, player. Kerryon Johnson, I don't know, man. He came out 
early in his career, looked good his rookie year, but he's not really been able to stay healthy. I'm I'm not big on Carry on Johnson this year. And then Matt Stafford. Matt, can you stay healthy? Can you can you stay healthy? Because if you can stay healthy, I, I like this team. But I just don't have faith you can stay healthy anymore. And I think Patricia's gonna get, I think Patricia's gonna get fired at some point this year. Um and so if I think that seven and a half wins, they're gonna I'm gonna say the under here. I, I'm someone has to go under that division. It's probably gonna be Chicago, it's probably going to be uh Detroit. So under seven and a half is where I'm going on this one. Right, I got three more here. Uh we're gonna go to the NFC East and we are gonna go with the Eagles. Man, the Eagles already are where they were last year um no receivers <laughs> i mean they have carson wentz and probably one of the best defensive lines in all of football and that's it no quarterback and no receivers they still have goddard they still have um zach Ertz. in the backfield they have boston scott and miles sanders but actual receivers at um Alshon Jeffries hurt again. They lost uh, Nelson Aguilar to Vegas. And you bring back Deshaun Jackson, who I like a lot. And people are really raving about uh, Jalen Rager, the guy that picked out of TCU. I think he's going to be a non-factor this year. Uh, their coach, our, our, uh, our favorite guy, uh, Doug Peterson, and I believe that's with two E's, Peterson, um, has already said that uh, Deshaun Jackson's getting the start over Rager. Rager's going to learn from uh, Deshaun Jackson. So if Deshaun Jackson stays healthy, you're not going to see this guy. So right now you're looking at three different players here. I don't like this team. I don't like the way they're constructed. I like the under 9.5. I think they get 9. I think they go 9-7 and seven this year and squeak into the playoffs. But 9.5, I do like the under there. I think it's, I think 9's a number. 9's a push. If it's 10, I'd... I definitely love the under at ten. I don't think they get. I don't think they get to eleven wins. So, at ten, it's either a push or a win um, for you. So, um, yeah, I think they go nine and seven this year. So I'm taking the under nine and a half. Next team I have is Dallas, and they're also at nine and a half. So it's pretty much who you like to win this division is it Philly or Dallas, and I like Dallas. I like them going ten and six. Not much more, but their defense is not great, which is why I only have them winning ten games this year and not you know eleven or twelve. Much like much like how I much how I like Arizona's offense, uh, their wide receiver core, the wide receiver core in Dallas might be up there with Arizona's, and they have uh, Michael Gallup. I love how I name him first. Have all the guys, Michael Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper, and they draft Jerry Judy. If Jerry Judy can be good, or not, Jerry, I'm sorry, C.D. Lamb. Jerry Judy went to uh, Denver. Um, if CeeDee Lamb can be good, this team is very, very hard to stop. You got Blake Jarwin as the um, as the tight end. You have Zeke Elliott. You have Pollard as a backup running back. Um, you just this this team is deep. And if Dak Prescott for some reason goes down with an injury, they have Andy Dalton throwing to him. Andy Dalton, he's not a great quarterback. He's a he's the best backup in the league, though. The best backup in the league. It's not even close. And to have him as your backup to come in here for one year, it's insane to have this guy. Um, so this team is stacked. And if they don't make it to the Super Bowl this year. It's it's I I'm this is a failure of a year and the question really comes down to is Mike McCarthy the guy? 
I think Mike McCarthy is a guy who can be pretty good. He can run a locker room, and that's what you needed him to do. You have good coordinators to draw up plays, and can you run the locker room? And that's what I think Mike McCarthy can do. He showed that he showed that he could do it in Green Bay until uh, the prima donna of a quarterback up there drove him out. And let's see if a uh, you know if he can work, if he can work with Jerry. If Jerry can stay out of the locker room, and in a contract year, Dak Prescott wants to get paid, he's got a ball out. I like this team over nine and a half. I think it's one of the easier bets on the board. Um, I got it at eight uh, about three weeks ago. I love the eight. If it gets to ten, I don't like the ten because I think they go ten and six. You're lacking like a push or a loss there. Nine and a half is right in the number. I like the over nine and a half. So I'm going to take that one to the bank. And my last one, and it's going to go back. I'm going back to the NFC South. Um, it's my last lock. As a Patriots fan, I can't not talk about the team from Tampa Bay, and that is with Thomas Edward Brady. That team on paper, well, their win total is 9.5. That team on paper is Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You have Brace, Howard, and Gronk. Uh, You now just got Leonard Fournette. And that's just the offensive side. Defensive side, there's really nothing there. Um, you have Shaq Barrett, who people love, love, love last year. I mean, he would look, he looked good. I'll tell you that. But he had, I heard this number on uh, the radio the other day. I'd have to look it up and make sure it's actually true. But I'm going with it because that's what a good journalism does. Don't uh, fact check your stats. Just go with them because why not? Um, and that is the that he had the most unblocked sacks in the league last year. So all of a sudden, you're going to have a name there. You have Ndamukong Sue. He was not good last year. Ndamukong Sue was not very good last year. You had uh, Golson. Golson sucks. Um, they're, uh, they're, the linebacking core is good, not great. They have the worst secondary in the league. As much as I love the Patriots, Secondary. I hate Tampa Bay secondary. It's god awful. Their offensive line is subpar. So now I'm looking at this team. Nine and a half wins, and they have to go up against three teams in their division. Again, I'm not a big Bridgewater guy. I don't think he takes chances. So I'm gonna kind of take him out. So two teams, two teams that have the wide receiving wide receiving course of Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm going to say, why not? I'll go all in. Ted Ginn. I mean, <laughs> uh, Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. I just don't know if these guys can cover. Um, these guys, Todd Gurley's there in Atlanta now. Um, kind of having these names pour in here. Um, I just don't know if they can stop teams. So this is this team right here is going to be an overplay on uh, all their games. I mean, I love the over, love, love, love the over. But the win total, I like the under there, man. Like, that team... Is not a very. I th- will they make the playoffs? Yeah, I see them as probably the best eight and eight team, seven and nine team. I don't think they get the ten wins though. I don't. Um, I think we saw a major regression in Tom Brady last year, and I know everybody wants to be the first one to say they saw regression, but you know I'll say it. I saw regression in Tom Brady and and Andrew Brees last year. 
So both quarterbacks, I think, are going to be taking a step back. And it might not be week one, Tom Brady and Drew Brees. It's going to be a shootout. I cannot wait for that game week one. Although, as the weeks go on and the offensive line of Tampa Bay disintegrates because it's not good already. So when it disintegrates, it's going to... He's not going to look like he did in week one. He's not going to look like he looked three years ago. I'm telling you, Tom Brady is not going to be that great. And if, you, if you're if you in Massachusetts and you can get, you know, an under 10 because everybody on their right mind is betting on Tampa Bay, take the under there, man. I'm telling you, it's easy money. It's free money. I'm telling you. I'm locking this one up, too. I can't. Uh, I, I'm locking this one up, too. So that is it for the uh, win totals. Um, let's, let's go to week one here. Uh, we're going to go over the matchups real quick and then we'll go over the awards because we're right now we're at 40 minutes. So let's try to speed this thing up a little bit. So yeah, let's, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go week one. All right. Uh, so tonight uh, we have Houston going home to face the, or going home. We have Houston going to, uh, Kansas City, you know, the, the old banner um, raising and ring, stuff like that. That Yeah, that that whole thing's happening in, in Cincinnati tonight. So you have Houston, um, or sorry, it's been a while since I had to read lines. Kansas City minus nine, okay? Um, this is a Cleet Blakeman game. This, yep, and you know how I feel about Cleet Blakeman. A favorite team has not covered a Cleet Blakeman spread on Thursday Night Football in two and a half years. Okay? Two and a half years has happened. So, I mean, I'm taking easy money here. And I'm going to take Houston plus nine and a half. Lock that up. Lock that shit up. Okay. Um, if And we're going to find out early. Is Houston going to ball out? Because I think this is a team that you can ball out against. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I cannot wait to go out and watch this game. I've been waiting for football. I've been having itchings for football. I cannot believe it's back. I'm so happy it's back. Um, but yeah, uh, give me give me Houston plus nine and a half. I even like them a little small dabble on the money line here, but I'm blocking up the nine and a half. Uh, the next game we have here is Baltimore facing or hosting the Cleveland Browns. The line is minus eight. Um, as much as I want to say that uh, Cleveland, my my Cleveland Browns are gonna bounce back this year and they're gonna you know really be the force because I really think that the year after a team is hyped is when they uh, is when they really you know actually do stuff. I don't know, man. I just don't believe in this team. After they burned me so long last year, I just I'm 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 beat up. I can't do it anymore. So give me the MVP and Lamar Jackson, uh, the minus eight. I want to lock it up, but I'm not. It's a big line. They gotta win by basically, you know, they win by eight or <laughs> I lose that one. Um. So next game we have is uh, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Indy Colts. Yeah, so if you guys are listening and there's like a small cut out there, it's because I'm going to be inning, uh, putting in drops here. Hopefully, I don't really have my board here. I can just hit, you know, you know, this guy's a fucking creep, dude. Like I, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't put that thing in there. Um, right now, I gotta, you know, see if I can dub that in after the fact. So that's why there's gonna be a small break where you know the drops would normally be. But the so back to the back to the line. 
Uh, we have Indy um, at minus eight. I don't like Phil Rivers, man. I don't like him. He only has T.Y. Hilton to throw to. Um, I, there's something about this line, man. I, I'm, I'm leaning maybe because we I didn't fade him last year, but I'm going back to the well. I'm not fading Minshew. I'm going to take uh, Minshew Magic and the Jaguars with no one on that team besides DJ Shark. Um. I mean, yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the plus eight here. I'm taking Jags Jags plus eight. Um, the next game we have here is gonna be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Football Team. And the line is minus five and a half for the Eagles. I wanted to take the Washington Football Team so bad this year. I, I wanted to take them or this year this game. I wanted to look at the roster, and you know what it came down to. Is they're gonna start Dwayne Haskins over Kyle Allen? If it's Kyle Allen, I'm ta- I'm taking Philly here. It's not though. Um, they have to start Dwayne Haskins to see what they have there. They have to. He's just not a good. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. So, um, yeah, I'm taking uh, I'm taking Philly with no receivers minus the five and a half. I think that they just are a better team. They're going to shred um, that offensive line of Washington and really create havoc there for Haskins. I hope I'm wrong because that means that Washington's actually going to be a pretty good team. But I like Philly here, uh, the minus the five and a half. Uh, next game we got here is the Buffalo Bills hosting the New York Jets. Um, these are Sunday 1 o'clock games. So uh, pretty much from Baltimore through now has been 1 o'clock. I'll tell you when we go to the 4 o'clock games. Yeah, still trying to get back into this week one. Week one is some uh, hiccups, I guess, right? <laughs> Um, so we are going to, uh, so again, Buffalo, uh, hosting the Jets minus six and a half. Even though I think Buffalo is going to be one of the worst teams in the division. Oh, I had Buffalo minus six and a half and I'm kind of going back now. Yeah, screw it. I'm taking Jets plus six and a half. I, I had Buffalo written down here. I'm taking Jets plus six and a half. I have to, I can't, um, I just can't roll Buffalo this year. I think they're going to be god-awful. I, as much as I don't like the coach of... Oh, man. I, I don't like uh, Gase either, though. No, I'm sticking with my pick. I'm, go, I'm, go, I'm going with Jets. Jets plus 6.5. We'll see. Please, fingers crossed I made the right decision. <laughs> um, we'll see if this this year starts off like it did last year. I came out with fire last year and then I hit a wall like week seven, week eight, and I could not pick my way out of a paper bag. It was god awful. So um the next pick we have here is the Dolphins going to Gillette Stadium to face the Patriots. The line is six and a half. Unicorns, show ponies. Where's the beef? Um, I am huge in the Patriots this year. I think they're going to be phenomenal. Um, so I'm taking the Patriots minus the six and a half. Uh, it's Cam Newton's first game. He's going to show out. I think that they're uh, going to start Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick is a good quarterback. I think he's underrated, but they're not starting Tua yet. Uh, I do like the under in their win total going back to that. It's at f- uh, six and a half. Uh, I like I like the under there, but uh, uh, Patriots minus six and a half. I'm going to lock that shit up too. Okay, next team we got here is uh, Chicago hosting the Lions, and uh, the Lions are minus three. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. I don't know why the Lions are minus three here. 
I, I'm just I, maybe because they're the hype team and they're trying. I, I'm telling you, man, the Bears are going to be a lot better this year. So give me the three points in the Bears. I think that you know, even with Mitch Trubisky, I think that this team is a better team than the Lions. So it reminds me of like that Thanksgiving game last year where I picked the Lions. Here I'm picking the Bears this time. I learned from my mistakes. This team, the Bears are going to be better than the Lions this year. Give me, give me the Bears plus three. Uh, we got three more one o'clock games. We have the Packers uh, going to Minnesota, playing the Dome. Discount double check. And this line, I do not get. It is Vikings minus two and a half, and the money is on the Vikings as well. I don't get it. Weird lines like this make me want to pick the Vikings because you know you win by a field goal. I'm going the other way. I think the Packers are going to be phenomenal this year. Um, I think it's gonna be a close game, but I, I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers is gonna. I think he's gonna be kind of a huge bounce back year this year, uh, with the media and being you know Aaron Rodgers. So give me uh, Packers plus two and a half, uh, and you know, screw it, I'm gonna lock that shit up too. All right, uh, second to last one o'clock game. We got Seattle hosting the uh, Atlanta Falcons, and sorry, I'm a little, uh, you know, a little. Going a little fast here, but you know, we're trying to stay, you know, about hour 15. I still want to get to my award winners, and yeah, I got one basketball pick coming out for you guys later, too. Um, to me, for a game seven, um, for the uh Celtics Raptors game, but back to Seattle and uh, Atlanta. This is another really weird line. Seattle is favored minus two, and as much as I wanted to go Seattle in going into Atlanta. I'm not. I'm going to go Atlanta. I think that Atlanta's going to have a huge back, bounce back here. I think that Seattle is one of the most overrated teams in that uh, in the league right now. Their defense is not what it was. You know, uh, there's yeah Tyler Lockett and Josh Gordon just filed for reinstatement again. I don't know. There's just not much there um, on the offensive side besides Wilson. Uh, Carson sucks as a running back in my opinion. Um, so they're, at, they're putting it on the shoulders of Wilson again to do what he does. And eventually it's not going to work. I'm sorry. It's not going to work eventually. So I'm taking Atlanta. This is the year I fade Seattle. I, I was with them last year to make the playoffs, lose the division, but make the playoffs. This year I'm saying Atlanta uh, is going to beat them week one. I, um, so I'm taking Atlanta plus two. Uh, in the one and final, final one o'clock game, we have the... Uh, Las Vegas, the Vegas Raiders, um, and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so the Panthers, I said, have been awful this whole year. Um, I've seen this game at three. I've seen this game at three and a half. I think they're going to be uh, the Panthers going to be bad. Um, I think the Raiders going to be very good. So this is where I'm going to say I'm just going to pick uh, pick the team. I'm picking the Raiders. I don't care what the line is. If it's three, three and a half, um, give me the Raiders. And let's see, da, 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 the next game is going to be the San Diego Chargers. And yes, if you're just new tuning into this podcast, it is always and always will be the San Diego Chargers. Um, San Diego Chargers are going to the Bengals and they're being favored by three points. Give me the Chargers. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much going to fade the Bengals every game this year. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Is The Bengals are god-awful. And they are going to put... Uh, they're not going to score, and they're going to give up a lot of points. I'm telling you, the Chargers... I don't like Herbert. I want them to start Taylor, but they're going to start Herbert. I th- from what I've heard, it's going to be Herbert. 
Um, Taylor's the right pick here. I think Herbert's going to be a bust. But, yeah, give me, give me the Chargers minus three. And then probably my favorite, uh, well, one of my favorite games of the weekend. I'm going to be probably have to go to a bar to watch all these 4 o'clock games because the 4 o'clock games are going to be, well, minus the one we just talked about, are going to be phenomenal. Uh, listen to these three matchups coming up here. You have, oh, no, nope, sorry, these final two. Um, you have uh, the Cardinals, uh, Niners. You have Bucks, Saints, which I cannot wait to watch that game. As a Patriots fan, watching that, oh, I'm going to be at a bar all day on Sunday watching the Pats game at one. You're going to get the Bucks, Saints at four, and then you're going to get uh, Cowboys, Rams at eight. I'm going to be at a bar all all day watching those games. Um, so if you're in West Virginia, swing on by, man. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be uh, somewhere down here watching watching uh, these games live. Um, so back to the uh, Cardinals Niners game. Uh, the Niners are favored by six and a half. Niners are a good team. Jimmy's gonna do what Jimmy does, which is throw the ball. You know, maybe. 15 to 20 times a game. They're gonna be a run-first offense. The defense is stingy. I think they're they got worse when you get rid of DeForest Bunker. Uh, he's a good. He's a very good player. Very, very, very good player. But when you lose him, you lose quite a bit. Um, in saying that, I think that this year's team, as I said before, is Arizona. I think Arizona is this year's. Rams this year's uh, uh, Chiefs this year's Ravens I think this is the team that's going to come out of nowhere and blow up the scene so give me the Rams uh, give, me, give me the Cardinals six and a half uh, you get uh, better money anyways on the six and a half there and I even, I even like the money line here at plus 250 and then again all our odds are from DraftKings here Um, yeah as I said give me, give me I want to lock it up I've had three Screw! I'm locking it up against Jimmy. I'll I'll, I'll lock up. I'll lock up the Cardinals. Uh, six and a half. Uh, the next game is the uh, TB TB12 uh, Buccaneers. So the the Bucks versus the Saints. Tom Tom. Um, it, the line is Saints favored three and a half. Uh, I had them at three earlier today, but it's now moved to three and a half. Uh, I like the Saints. There this is going to be a shootout. And so I'm going to take the better defense when it comes to a shootout because if a team needs to stop, who are we going to go to? Give me the Saints here. Give me Tom Brady uh, in his, uh, his record at the beginning of the year is 0-1. Um, he's 0-1 away from Bill Belichick is what I'm going to say. So give me, give me, give me the Saints minus uh, 3.5 here. And the final game of Sunday is going to be the Cowboys-Rams game. And the Cowboys in L.A. are favored uh, by three. The Cowboys are the better team here. Um, that's I don't have much more analysis than this. We, we know what the Cowboys are. They're stacked on offense. And the defense for the Rams is not nearly as good. Uh, when it comes down to... Two good offenses and um, one defense is good and also has a better quarterback. I'm taking that team. Give me Dallas minus three. Um, there's not much more analysis I can do in that game there. All right, time for Monday night. The first Monday night game because week one there's always two Monday night games. We're going to go Steelers-Giants. Um, Steelers are favorited on the road, uh, five and a half. 
give me the give me the Steelers. Um, I don't really know what either of these teams are going to be. One team is a new head coach. The other team is back with their old quarterback, which how bought in is Big Ben with Juju and James Conner, and that's about it on uh, on D, on offense. It's going to come down to this. Pittsburgh might has have might have one of the best all around defenses in the league right now. They might have. It's a young, explosive defense. So give, give me Pittsburgh. I, I like Pittsburgh a lot to win this game. I, I think they win by a touchdown, but I like the five and a half. And then the final game of the uh, docket, some would say, of week one, is the Titans going to mile high. And they are f- uh, favored uh, by two and a half over the Broncos. I want to take the Broncos here. I do. And I had the Broncos up until yesterday when Von Miller got the season-ending injury, which sounds like the ACL. I love Drew Locke this year. I think he's going to have a, a great season. I don't know, man. Though, am I changing this one too? Yeah, I'm changing it. One, two, three. Give me the Broncos plus two and a half at home. I like it. It's hard to play at mile high. Tannehill's still a bum, and you're going to rely on you know Derrick Henry to carry you there. No, thank you. Give, give, give me the Broncos. Yeah, no, I feel more confident about this now. Give me the Broncos. That's I was leaning that way to begin with. Yeah, it's a big loss losing Von Miller. It's a huge loss losing Von Miller. But give, give me the Broncos. Oh, yeah, I like it. So, yeah, that's... Uh, so I got four locks. Again, my locks are Houston tonight. It's uh, plus nine and a half. You have New England minus seven, uh, six and a half on Sunday. Uh, you have Green Bay uh, plus two and a half. And who was my last one? Uh, it was Arizona. I'm locking up. Was it locking up Arizona? I don't remember who my last one is. You have to go back and listen for that one. I don't remember who my last lock was. That was a spur of the moment lock. Um, so we are at a about uh, 57 minutes here uh, here on the pod so we're going to try to you know, wrap this up in the next 10 minutes or so um, but before we do that let me go over uh, three division picks and we're going to go with the Academy Awards um, so basically we're going to go with MVP Rookie of the Year for Offense um, let's go Defensive Player of the Year and we'll go Coach of the Year I'll give you my picks uh, for the two uh, conference champs, and I'll pick I'll pick my Super Bowl winner. Okay, uh, so first divisions. Um, I'm gonna go the AFC East, seeing that's how the division I watch the most. Football in, I know that one off the back of my hand. Until someone knocks them off, I cannot pick against them. Give me New England with Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton is a great. Ch- is gonna win the comeback player of the year. I mean, that's pretty much. I mean, the only other player that has a chance there, in my opinion, is going to be Rob Gronkowski, and I don't think he has anything left in the tank. I think he's come back just to play with his boy Tom. I just don't think he has much left in the tank. I could be completely wrong, but I just don't think Rob has anything there. So give me New England. I think they're going to win the division um, pretty easily. I think they're far and away the best team in that division. Um, and the... And let me let me look at the odds real quick. What they are? Just give me half a second. Da, 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 da. Futures division winners. All right. So the AFC East. Uh, I I have New England at plus uh, one thirty. Uh, I think that's really good. Um, I I would even. <laughs> I don't like the Dolphins to win it. I don't like the Jets to win it. Uh, so you're looking at Buffalo, New England. 
I think Buffalo's got awful, so I am going to go with the Patriots plus 130. Um, the next division we're going to go with is the NFC North, and I'm going to take the Packers plus 180. I'm telling you, man, this Packers team is going to be phenomenal this year. Of course, to be vacuuming right as I'm trying to finish this thing up. Of course. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, re- I'm I'm recording. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it? okay? Uh, Packers. Uh, yeah, Packers. Uh, plus one eighty. Uh, Minnesota's plus one sixty. If you want to hedge that a little bit, um, I wouldn't. Um, I, it's be one of those two teams, in my opinion. I like the Packers. I think they are the better team. They have the better quarterback. So give me that. And then this is my team. that's a little more off the board. I've been talking about. All podcast, and it's going to be the NFC West. Uh, the quick odds here is San Fran minus 106, Seahawks plus 220, Rams is plus 550, and Arizona plus 700. Give me the Cardinals to win that division. I'm telling you right now, the Cardinals are going to be awesome this year. They're going to be a fun team to watch with this, uh, you know, spread them and throw it offense. I love the Cardinals this year. That's my team really to make a run this year. I think they're a year, a couple years away. They need to build up that defense a little more in order to really establish themselves as a real contender for a Super Bowl. But I think you're looking at some uh, changing the guard here. When it was, you know, Green Bay, New England, Seattle for years. You had the Giants in there for a little bit. Um, Indy. You're starting to see teams like Kansas City and Baltimore and Arizona kind of start to be like these juggernaut teams building. And, you know, Baltimore and Kansas City are there. But Arizona's not far behind. So those are my three there. Um, those are my three divisions I really like. I put money on all three of those as well. So you're not going to be alone there if you do that. Um, so let's go to the Academy Awards. Let's start with uh, one that everybody loves to talk about the most, and that's going to go MVP. Um, let's see. Awards. Sorry, I just going to find this real quick. All right, MVP. Um, right now, uh, we're going to look at the top five here. You got Mahomes at plus 400, Jackson at plus 700, Wilson at plus 800, Prescott at plus 14, and Brady at plus uh, 1600. Um, so the last two MVPs have been Mahomes and uh, Jackson, respectively, 1 2. Uh, and what do they have in common? Two very good coaches in a very good system. In their second year. So right off the bat, I look at teams that have a second year quarterback. And that is the Giants with Daniel Jones. The Jacksonville Jaguars with Gardner Minshew. You have the Patriots with Jarrett Stidham. You have Denver with Drew Locke. You have, well, technically the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Josh Rosen. Technically, I guess. Well, no, Rose. No, I lied. Rosen is a third-year quarterback. Take him off the list. I don't know how he got on here. Uh, and then you got Dwayne Haskins on the Washington football team. Uh, oh, and uh, Kyler Murray, of course. I don't know. He was, a, he was at the top of my list. I don't know how I missed him. All right, anyways, um, those are your guys there are um, the second-year quarterbacks. Out of that list, you have Kyler Murray and Minshew and Stidham. And that's... Oh, and Locke. So the top... 
uh, three of the top four guys, or four of the top five guys, all have the same coach. Steelham's not going to start, so he won't win MVP. So then you're looking at Minshew, Murray, and Locke. Minshew, in my opinion, doesn't have enough talent around to really uh, actually have a shot at winning the MVP unless he, you know, turns, you know, crap into, you know, I don't know, a souffle. <laughs> um, so you're really looking at, you know, Drew Locke with that wide receiving core and Kyler Murray. Now, I've already said how much I like Kyler Murray. You can get him at plus 2,500. I got him at plus 48 uh, early in the offseason, and that was before they got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so I like money on Kyler Murray. Um, Drew Locke is also a guy I would like to look at, and he's plus 8,000. I wouldn't say put a lot of money on him, but I like Drew Locke potentially. Uh, I put a little bit on him. Um, two more guys here. Uh, if I'm picking the Patriots to win that division, actually be decent, it would be because of the quarterback. And I love Cam Newton here. I think Cam Newton really has a shot. Um, he, he's not a bad value pick at 3,300. And then, you know, you're not going to get much better odds than Mahomes at plus 400. I'm telling you, this guy, he I like the plus 400 there for Pat Mahomes. Um, you know, kind of set it and forget it. Kind of put all your money on Mahomes. Basically, win back all your money and then some um, there. So that's who I have. I have, uh, you know, Cam, uh, Mahomes, Murray, and Locke would be who I'd have for MVP. Those, you know, one of those guys. I put a little bit of, on each of those. Uh, you can get yourself a nice profit there. All right. Uh, rookie of the year for uh, – we're going to do offensive rookie of the year. Uh, we're going to read the top five guys here. Again, uh, you've got Joe Burrow, uh, Edwards Hilaire, um, or Edwards Hilaire uh, for the Chiefs, Jonathan Taylor running back for the Colts, Tua uh, for the Dolphins, and then Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers this year. I think he's my guy to really win. Um, uh, he got him at plus 1,600. Um, I didn't read any of those odds. Uh, so Burrow is uh, 250. Ed- Edwards Hilaire is 300. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is 900. Tua, I think you might as well just throw that one in the trash because Tua is plus 1,000. He's not going to even start. Um, and then Cam Akers, who I absolutely love this year. So I'm going Cam Akers for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Give me I'm at plus 600. Um, I would say you're looking for just off the bat. Uh, I'll make a pick, I guess, for um, – Rookie of the year, so top five. I'm not really going to go deep into this. I'm just looking to go off top five. Um, you got Chase Young at f- uh, two plus two hundred. Isaiah uh, Simmons, Simons, Simmons. Um, he's the linebacker from Clemson. Uh, he's plus five hundred. Patrick Queen from LSU is um, nine hundred. Kenneth Murray is plus uh, eleven hundred, and then Derek Brown out of Auburn is plus sixteen. Uh, and then you got Jeffrey Okuda, six, uh, also tied there with Derek Brown. Um, I'm going to go with, let's go with Patrick Queen, plus 900. Um, there's really no reaction behind that, but I will, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take it. Um, as I said before, comeback player of the year, I'm just going down the, you know, the, you know, just the list here. Comeback player of the year, um, we'll read the odds here, but it's, I think it's Cam Newton or nothing. Uh, yeah, Cam Newton at plus thir- uh, 350. Roethlisberger also at 350. Smith is 400. Or Al- that's Alex Smith for the quarterback for the uh, Washington football team. Yeah, Stafford at plus 700. 
JJ Watt at uh, 1,000, and Gronk, and Gronk at 1,100. Somehow Miles Garrett is on that list because he just was bad. I guess I I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, again, I think it's Cam Newton or nothing. Um, I'll give it out of the pick at Cam Newton at 350, um, and that's just because I think that he is going to be the guy there um, that actually uh, that actually leads his team to the playoffs. I don't know if Big Big Ben actually can get his team to the playoffs, and uh, Alex Smith, I don't, he's not going to even start um, right off the bat. Um, so let me read you uh, Defensive Player of the Year here, and then we're going to do Coach of the Year, and then that is it. And uh, I'll give up my pick for Game 7 uh, tomorrow night, and that's it. So uh, Defensive Player of the Year, we got Aaron Donald at plus 800, Nick Bosa at 14, J.J. Watt at 14, Khalil Mack at 15, and T.J. Watt at also 14. I don't know why that's out of order. Yep, no, all these are out of order. Okay, awesome. Well, those are not the top odds. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. My pick's not even up there. Mine is... I'm going to call this. Oh, there it is. My, my mouse is right on him. Mine is Chandler Jones at 2,500. I love Chandler Jones this year. He should have won it last year. I'm telling you, Daniel, or Daniel Jones. Chandler Jones is going to lead the league in sacks this year. He does it every year, and now that... Uh, Arizona is going to be a good team, in my opinion. He is going to be on the map. Um, Shaquille uh, Barrett is there as well, but I, again, I don't see him. <laughs> He's plus thirty three hundred. That's the same odds you can get for Cam Newton to be MVP. Um, I like Cam Newton to win MVP. If you like, if you want odds at thirteen to uh, thirty three to one, I would much rather take Cam Newton as MVP than Shaquille Barrett to repeat as Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and then coach of the year. Let's pull up that. So my pick there is uh, Chandler Jones at twenty five hundred. Oh, stop! Coach of the year. Boom. All right, coach of the year. We got uh, Bruce Arians at twelve hundred. Uh, old Bill Belichick at fourteen. Mike McCarthy at thirteen. Okay, and these are also out of order. Awesome. Kyle Shanahan at sixteen, and Cliff Kingsbury at eighteen. Tied with uh, McDermott uh, at eighteen. Unless there's an 18 farther down the board, I'm not going to go searching for that. Um, my pick is here again. It's going to be. I'm. I guess I'm very high on both the um, Cardinals and the Patriots this year, as you can tell. There's not very many times you can get good value on a lot of these um, uh, Patriot play uh, Patriot player props or you know individual props like this. And I love Bill Belichick here at 1400. If they're going to win the, if they're still going to win that division and make a run at a title, it's going to be because of Bill Belichick. And especially if Tom Brady does not do well in Tampa. It's going to show that Bill Belichick is, without a doubt, the reason why they've won so many Super Bowls. And I'm telling you, it's going to be Bill Belichick's uh, award to lose if that's the case. Um, So, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, quick recap. Um, no, not really. No. <laughs> if you want to recap, listen to it again. I guess that's what I would say. Um, uh, game 7 pick for Friday. Um, it's going to be the... Uh, we have the... Celtics, uh, I guess, sort of hosting, or technically the Raptors hosting um, the Celtics. Uh, it's uh, right now the line is two and a half. Um, it's Friday at nine o'clock. I love. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of um, torn here because I have a, I have a series bet that has the Raptors. So I'm going to be betting the Celtics. I don't know though. I like that Raptors are a better team. I've been saying all 
series long, and it's shown at times. Other times, the Celtics have looked completely better. Siakam look, has looked horrible all year. You know, give me the Celtics minus the two and a half. I'm going to do that. You know, they're going to go and um, play the Heat in the next round. I'm going to take the Celtics here. Um, I'm going to be also on the Celtics, but in saying that, I I really uh, think the Raptors are a better team when they're playing at their best, especially with Hayward Hurt. But the Celtics, they've played better this whole series. They have they should have been 3-0, but uh, OG uh, Ananobi, Aguagua is his real name. And yes, that is a fact. I had to look that up when I heard that. I was like, his name's not Aguagua. It is Aguagua. When Aguagua hit that three to win uh, game three, and then, uh, you know, game six, uh, that was the whole world was on the Celtics. That was the easiest bet against Tony Brothers to bet against the Celtics, and I did, and I cashed in on that. Um, I did the money line and the spread, and I hit both of those. Uh, so I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'm, but I'm going to take the Celtics. Uh, I'm just hoping that Scott Foster's not the ref. I've not seen who the ref is yet, and I'm really hoping it's not Scott Foster because that is a thing. The NBA and NFL love to fix games um and it's been documented over and over again and if you think that's not a thing you go back in the closet and stop gambling because if you can't uh i mean no one can really read the refs it's the, the best thing when you're watching a game and know the refs are on your side because you can't lose <laughs> you can't lose um and there's no worse feeling when you see a player like oh it's gonna be one of these games Okay, and I I've done that. I've watched you know the first you know five minutes of a game. Like, yep, not my side, and I I won't even have that object. I'm not gonna watch this and lose my freaking mind over it. Um, but that being said, that's uh, gonna bring us to the end here of the Blown Lines podcast. Again, uh, I want to thank all you listeners out there. You know that stayed with us through COVID. Stay safe out there. Um, no matter where you are, you know north, east, west, south. Uh, I'm gonna try to be getting some uh, some guessing here. As uh, we kind of get the season going now, that we're going to be going every week again. And right now, yeah, we're at about a minute 12, which is right where I want to be. Um, we're going to have a brand new uh, Sounds of Sunday, um, a recap kind of thing. If you guys don't know what that is, go back to like the uh, last couple weeks of um, football uh, last year, and you'll really hear what, what we do here. Uh, kind of relive uh, Sunday in about a four-minute clip, you know, with our, our locks with a couple of different uh, sounders, which kind of makes it fun for our, you guys. But again, um, follow us on Twitter for our latest picks at The Blown Lines Podcast. Follow me um, at uh, JimmyShea19 and uh, follow Dan Murray um, at uh, The Little Mermaid, and that's with an M-U-R-R. Thanks again for tuning in. This has been the Blown Lines Podcast. Talk to you guys next week. I'm out.